Hello everybody and welcome to it. You are tuned in to the Abide Podcast with the one and only Mrs. L. That's what's up, that's what's up. I am, of course, as always, very excited to be on here to share the word of God with y'all. Um, it's, it's, it's always such a pleasure. It's always such an honor that when I am studying and I'm reading through and, you know, just having fellowship with God, that he would low-key be like, okay, this is for you. But then I have moments where I read something, I study through something, and my interest is like, wait a minute. Like, I'm, 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 I'm perplexed. I'm like, God, what's going on? What, what are you saying here? Who are you talking to? And, and what does this really mean to us as your children? How, how do you explain this? Which I think is a very important, you know, attitude to have as you seek the face of God is to inquire of him. The Bible even says, inquire of me, you know? So that's exactly what I've been doing. And it so happened that as I was studying um, I think a couple of weeks ago, I've been meaning to record this podcast for a while. It's just been a lot going on. We've been kind of fixing up the house. There's been drilling into the walls. And you can imagine we were drilling into the walls of my office um, slash studio. So we couldn't really get any. I couldn't come in here and do anything. Um, uh, then there was dust everywhere. So clean up and whatever right so it's it's been it's been a a work in progress it's still a work in progress you know we're gonna get it up and running in no time god willing uh but in the meantime i believe that you know i think it's in the book of zachariah where he says do not despise the day of small beginnings um meaning just because it doesn't look like it's significant or doesn't look great as yet doesn't mean you shouldn't start um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hey, that concept of starting. Actually, something I've been really thinking about. And and I think I won't, I, won't, I won't lie to y'all. I was a little bit in my feels, I think a couple of weeks ago or so. And I was just, you know, you know, venting to my, to my husband. And I'm just like, yo, I just feel like I'm constantly starting. Like, oh, I'm going in circles and things are not, you know, moving forward. But it's it's one of those things where you just kind of, understand that you know what god you are in control and if this is something that you're maybe testing in me or out of me have your way but i'm slowly losing patience and it's also in those moments where you know god is like oh you're losing patience let me show you some <laughs> let me let me show you some and then you know he cultivates the what is it the fruit of the spirit which is patience in you but today is not about that today is not me venting how i've been feeling but also very important to be aware of your feelings and to not be afraid to express them i think that's not something as believers we should be doing because that's going to create for a very constipated human and constipated christian who can covers up everything so you're feeling a certain way but you're not expressing that you're feeling a certain way under the guise of perfection or under the guise of not being you know in your feelings or whatever your feelings were given to you by God. Just don't let them run your life. That's the only thing I will put on that. Today is all about a scripture I was reading in Mark chapter 10. So I've been, I went back, you know, finished Matthew, now we're in Mark. And I also finished Genesis, Leviticus. Now I'm in the book of Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Now I'm in the book of Numbers. Sorry. So it's been an interesting ride, just learning so much and, you know, um, 
when I was reading this particular portion of scripture that we're going to be reading today, I was just very interested in understanding the importance of, 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 of reading between the lines. Does that make sense? Reading between the lines in the sense that sometimes it might not be there, but you're like, mm, wait a minute, I need to reread. I need to go read the whole chapter, understand the context, because it, the, what, what are you saying, Jesus? Right? And I'm gonna, I don't want to explain it and then repeat myself later on. So let's get straight into the scripture of the day. Um, today we are going through Mark chapter 10, verse 32. To 34, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit does His thing. I pray that He illuminates your mind, that you your understanding, um, and that you know He just plants His seeds and does His work in you. Now let's read it. I'm reading from the New King James Version. You can read from whichever. Um, they will correlate on some some level. <laughs> All right. So uh, the paragraph or the heading here says Jesus a third time predicts His death and resurrection. Okay. It says, now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going before them and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. That's what like, brought me pause. And I'm pausing again. So important. You know how when you read the Psalms sometimes that you read the Psalms and or you'll read a Psalm and it'll go, go, go. And then it'll say, Selah, like take a beat. Process what you just read, meditate on it, chew on it, ponder, like what's going on. And that's exactly what happened when I was reading this. I said, hold on. So now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was going before them. Okay, cool. Then it says, and they were amazed. Okay. Then it's full stop and it says, and as they followed, they were afraid. So now the first question that pops into my mind is Jesus are you talking about the same people? Is it the same people who are amazed and afraid? Why are they amazed and afraid? Let me continue reading. And then he took the 12 aside again and began to tell them things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles and they will lock him up and scourge him and spit on him and kill him and on the third day he will rise again. Now, I promise you, it, I spent a good chunk of my, my morning devotion on trying to figure out what exactly, and it's only like two verses, right? And I'm just like, Jesus, make it make sense. What you saying? Right? <laughs> so as I'm going through it, my first thing, my first thought is, okay, there are two different emotions that are being felt here. There's amazement and there's afraid. People are amazed and they're afraid. Why? It says in the, in the, in the line prior to that, that um, Jesus was leading them and going up. And he was, if you read other versions, it'll say that he was going to tell them about everything that had happened or that was going to happen to him. Right. So as they followed, because also remember Jerusalem, they knew that Jesus wasn't wanted in Jerusalem. So as they followed him and we'll go into the they, as they followed him, they were feeling amazed as to why would the mandem go to where he's not wanted, knowing full well. Because remember, 
it says here jesus a third time predicts his death and resurrection so it's not the first time he's about to share this information so the people who are following him are well aware of the fact that if we go here he did say this was gonna happen so why are we going here like do we not want to stay alive jesus why are we leaving the other towns where people are trying to kill us you know so as i'm reading through this what the Holy Spirit drops in me is that there is a clear distinction here. A distinction is, 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 is a clear and specific contrast between similar things or people. So the reason I put that out is because I was questioning the emotions that are being felt and if they were being felt by the same people. But you see in verse 33 that he makes a distinction that then he took the twelve aside again see when i saw that then he took the twelve aside meaning that now he was actually being followed by a multitude and if you read through the gospels you know that that is not anything new everywhere jesus went there were multitudes of people who followed him everywhere who were keen who were interested in hearing what he has to say people who just wanted to see him do miracles people who wanted to see him heal who wanted to see him speak who were who were interested you know some people were like who is this man i mean if you know the story of how he fed you know, with the uh, five loaves and two fish. The Bible tells that he fed 5,000 men. That is excluding children and women. So you can only imagine the amount of people who are on a regular following Jesus just on Anjay. So when then I, I, I internalized the fact that he went up to Jerusalem and they were as they followed him, they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Yeah? Now, this is two-pronged, and I'm going to get into it. Then he took the twelve aside. This is where the distinction comes in. What am I saying? There is a clear distinction between a follower of Jesus Christ and a disciple of Jesus. I'm going to get into it. There is a clear distinction being made here. And how do I know it? Now, Jesus was leading everyone that was following him everyone that was a part of the flock everyone that identified with him everyone that was interested in him everyone that had a knowledge of him because every time he passed a town they would hear about this jesus and be like you know what i finna follow him this is the messiah you know this guy's claiming he can do a b c and d i want to see let me let's go right so everyone was just flocking to follow Jesus and to see what it is he was going to do. So he was leading all of them because they were all following him. Ah, He was leading all of them because they were all following him, but only 12 were devoted and all others were just following out of whatever need they had, whatever curiosity they had, whatever desire they felt like he could fulfill for them right there is a clear distinction how then he took the 12 aside meaning there were more than the 12 and at some point he had to separate the 12 oh come on the question i'm trying to bring to you today is as you are in the church are you a mere follower of jesus christ or are you a disciple of jesus christ these are real questions we need to ask in a in a time and in a society where we don't want to make distinctions 
Making a distinction is seen as judging. Making a distinction is seen as, 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 as discriminating. Oh, everything must be inclusive. Not everything was inclusive of Jesus. He took them aside. Why did he take them aside? The Bible says, then he took the 12, his disciples, aside again and began to tell them things that would happen to him. Behold, then he goes on to detail everything that's going to happen. Listen, there's an exclusivity when it comes to the things of God. God is not going to share his heart. He's not going to share his secrets. He's not going to share his oracles with someone who is a stranger. God is not going to share the depths of his heart and the things he's about to do with a mere follower. Oh, oh, listen, listen. Oh, the followers, they were, they benefited from walking with Christ, from following him, right? Because every time he stood on a mountaintop or he sat in a boat or he gave out bread and fish, they benefited they would hear him, they would get excited, they would witness him healing people. Do you get what I mean? So there was definitely something that they experienced. Similarly, in the church today, we find a lot of young people, let me not say young people, we find a lot of people who come to church out of their own desire of felt need. We are there only to, 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 to get what we want and stuff what Jesus wants. So we're there as followers of Jesus, but very few are actually in the church as devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. And it's so important to make that distinction. Because a lot of people, you will wonder, why am I not hearing from God? Why am I not getting, you know, you look at other people and you're like, no, but this person is getting deep revelation. This person can do this. This person, God is doing this through them. Why not me? You need to assess your relationship come on. You need to assess your relationship to Jesus. Are you just a follower? And if we look at follower culture, let me actually right quick define just at the basic core of it. A follower is someone who supports and admires a person or a set of ideas. There's no, and you can think about it in our general follower culture on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, social media in general. You just click a button and you're like, okay, cool, grand. And if I see your picture, I might like it. I might be like, oh, dope. that's what you're doing now. That's really amazing. Like or not like, depending on my mood. Let's be honest, right? Sometimes I might see your post. I might not see your post because of the algorithm. But I'm not devoted to you. I'm just following you. I'm, in, ooh, I'm interested in you. I'm interested to see what you're wearing. I'm interested to see what you're driving. Because let's be honest, that's why you're on social media. You're in, the, in the people that you follow, you're interested to see what it is that they're doing. So a lot of these people as well, they were just there to... It, we're interested, man. How does this guy heal people? Ooh, I heard last time he healed a blind man. I want to see what he's going to do this time. Last time he spoke on the mountain and he gave a sermon on the mount and he told us about the beatitudes. I wonder what he's going to say next. You know, this guy's always saying some crazy stuff, talking about the kingdom is this and that. I want to hear what he's going to say next. But at the core of it, they weren't really interested in him. They were interested in what came with him. They were interested in the benefits. I feel somewhere in the Bible, in the Gospels, Jesus says, I know you're not, you're not following, you're following me because you want me to give you food. This is after he had, he had given them the, the bread and the fish and they come again and he says, I know you're only following me because you want basically food. You want me to feed you again, but you're missing the point because I am actually the bread of life. I am what you're supposed to be consuming. 
right? So a lot of us are in the church right now and you're a follower. You're not a disciple. What is a disciple, Misha, then? What is a disciple? A disciple is a person who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. Oh. Oh. A disciple is definitely not a follower. You see those people who are obsessed with the people that they follow? The people who will defend, dare I say, Beyonce fans, for a lack of a better celebrity that I can think of. Of course, she just dropped an album and you, the beehive goes crazy. You know how it is. Those people are like disciples of Beyonce. They're not just followers. They're not merely interested in what Beyonce does. They, are, they, they will spread the doctrine of Beyonce. They will make whatever Beyonce says their mantra. They idolize Beyonce. That is, that, is, that, is, look, that is discipleship. Oh, you don't have to just be a disciple to Jesus. You're a disciple to whatever doctrine you accept and assist to spread. Oh. Oh, you're in the church and you're a disciple of the world. You have Christians who are more focused in spreading the ideologies and the, and the, and the uh, uh, doctrines of the world. Christians who are so not focused on studying this doctrine of Jesus Christ. Getting to know the word of God and spreading this gospel. Instead, you're looking all around for all other things of the world so that you can come share them so you can seem woke. And you can seem like you're tolerant. And you can seem like you're accepting and inclusive. Who are you a disciple of? A lot of people in the church are followers of Jesus Christ, but disciples of the world. See, that's sad. Why, why is it important that I'm making this distinction? Because I feel like we don't want to make, like I said earlier, we don't want to make distinctions in this day and age. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, why do you always have to separate? Why can't we all just love God? Because the fact of the matter is, Jesus, guys, I'm, this is the word of God. We've created this weird idea of who Jesus is and who God is that fits into our cute little airy fairy cute bubble but that's not the God of the Bible. That's not Jesus of the Bible. It says here that there were multitudes who followed him, but he still separated the ones who were his disciples, the ones who are imitators of him. A disciple is someone who accepts. Ah, oh, you accept the doctrine of Jesus Christ. You accept this word in its fullness you make it a part of your life. You internalize it and a part and when you Chair. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, y'all know I love myself a good, y'all know I love a good definition. I love a good. To accept something means to consent to receive or undertake. To undertake means to basically run with. I'm now adopting this thing as it's mine. When you're a disciple of Jesus Christ and you've, you're not just a follower because a lot of you are followers. You, you know about it. You've clicked like. You've clicked like, right? You, you read the devotion a day. But when push comes to shove and it's time for you to assist in spreading the doctrine, where are you? See, see here in Mark 10, Verse, 30, um, verse 32, as they followed, there are two distinctive feelings. <laughs> as they followed, 
the disciples were amazed. They were amazed because they knew what was about to happen. But they were, still, they were still amazed at the fact that this Jesus is so courageous in that he's walking right to his death. He's walking right to his death. And of course, on some level, they were also afraid because what does this mean for us? You see Peter's, is it, Pe, is it Peter? Yeah. You see uh, Peter's behavior later on when, when, when the soldiers come to grab Jesus and he takes out his, his sword and he basically slashes the guy's ear off as if he didn't know this was going to happen. Right? So he's both amazed at, <clears throat> excuse me, he's both amazed at Jesus Christ, but he's also kind of, all of them, afraid to some extent. I told you it's two-pronged. Now we bring it back to the followers. Now you see, the followers were separated. Y'all don't want to hear that though. Jesus will separate you. If he don't recognize you as his disciple, he will separate you. The Bible tells us that in, the law, in, the, in judgment day, what's going to happen is that the wheat is going to be separated from the tares. The goats are going to be separated from the sheep. You, you get that, right? That means that those who are genuinely in the church will be separated from those who are playing church. So we don't have to worry about trying to separate the fake preachers and the false prophets and those who are, you know, spreading false gospels within the church. That's God's job. What we need to do as disciples, as true disciples, is to continue assisting in spreading the gospel and spreading the doctrine of Jesus. Ne? We, still, we don't worry ourselves with trying to expose who and who. God is going to do that in his own time. We are going to be separated. If you are a goat or a sheep, if you are a disciple or a follower, there will be a separation taking place. You see the separation here when Jesus is about to pour out his heart. Where Jesus is about to tell them the truth about what's going to happen. Not everyone is going to hear the oracles of God. They might, they might only hear it, you know, as hearsay. They might hear it as gossip. They might only see it when it happens. You, you don't want to be in the church. You don't want to be in the body of Christ and only see or hear by hearsay what this God is about to do. There's a song that says, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. But when you're not a disciple, you can't say that. God doesn't owe you anything. See, the difference between a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ is the level of intimacy. Oh yeah. The difference between a disciple and a follower is the level of intimacy. Because you see that when he separates them, it's because he's about to share what he's about to do and what's about to happen. He's about to be vulnerable with them. He's letting them in on his plan. He's letting them in on, listen guys, prepare us all. God is so good that when you have intimate relationship with him, he is able to prepare you for what is about to come. But you're not a, you're not a, you're not a disciple, you're a follower, so you will be surprised. You will see when it happens with the masses cuz you were never intimate. So, ooh, your level of intimacy decides how much God tells you. If you're wondering why you don't know much about this God, question your level of intimacy with this God. Oh, I want to know you more, Jesus. I want to know God. How do you read the Bible, Misha? How do you... Be intimate. Dare to take the time and spend it with him. See if he's not going to tell you about himself. He says he is a, a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. 
God is not a liar. If you do your part, he will do his, period. He's a God of principle. So if you continue now to, 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 to have this distant, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. When you're a follower, you have a distant relationship. The 12 were called closer. The rest were in the back. The followers, the multitude, they were left in the background when Jesus took his 12 further up. It's some of us that God is taking further up. There are some of us that God is about to take further up because we have sacrificed what we need to sacrifice. Come on. See, the distinction between a disciple and a follower is that a disciple sacrifices to be with Christ. A follower is here one day and they're not there the next day. They're there when they feel like it. Because even their reason to be there is based on what they want from this Jesus, from this Messiah. A disciple is someone who is devoted to this God. Is someone who is devoted and has taken on this mantle and is running with it. Because understand this, that the disciples knew that after Christ left and died, that is why they were with him for three years. He was training them up that when he leaves the earth and ascends back into his rightful place on the right hand of the father, they were going to be left to do the work of God on earth. So it, it, there is no way God is going to then give the responsibility, the authority, the power which Jesus gave to the, to the disciples in Matthew 28 verse 19. Um, not verse 19, I think the 18. You know, he says, all power has been given to me. Now I send you because I am now in you. Oh, come on. He says, don't go until the spirit comes upon you because once the spirit has come upon you, then you will receive all power to do everything I have commanded you to do. And not just the, you will even do greater things than I have done. Right? But this only happens to disciples. Oh, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what's happening. Investigate your intimacy. What is your relation and relationship to Jesus? Are you a follower or are you a disciple? There's a difference. There's a difference. We're all in the same church. We're all in the body of Christ. The Bible says many are called but few are chosen. Right? The difference is level of intimacy. But we don't like to hear this kind of message because it forces you to understand and reevaluate your position. We want to be okay with skating in the middle. Christians, new age Christians, progressive Christians, you don't want to be challenged on your position. You want to be able to say, I love Jesus and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but that's all you do. You follow the big moments. When it's good, you're happy. When it's not good, you dip, you leave. When it's no longer conducive for you, and get it, that's what we do as followers. When your content no longer resonates with me, I'm going to unfollow you. There's no need for me to keep following you. But when I am devoted to something and I am a disciple of someone, there's no unfollowing. I have devoted my life. I have devoided myself of a vote. I have removed my ability to make a decision in this. I have handed my life over to this person's doctrine. And do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Okay, so that is literally what it is. We, 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 we currently are in a space and a time where it's wrong to make a distinction. It's wrong to create a separation. It's wrong to say, this is wrong and this is right. We live in a time where we need to say, no, whatever works for you, you do that. 
If I say that to you, I'm, I'm cheating you out of the opportunity of hearing the heart of God. God is not going to share his heart with just anyone. He shares his heart with disciples. Read the Bible. It's not the only time when Jesus takes the 12 aside. All the time, he will be with multitudes. You will even come to a place where Jesus will tell a parable to a group of people. There are Pharisees, Sadducees, normal people, followers. Everyone is there. And he will tell them a parable. And he won't explain it. Then, once everyone has left and he is alone with his disciples, he will explain what it really meant. Why? Because not everyone deserves to hear it. Ooh. See, now you're not going to like that either. Because again, it shows you how there's favoritism in the things of God. Let's be honest. God has no obligation to give to someone who's not his own. Just like as, for example, let's say parents. A parent has no obligation to take care of someone else's child. They might do it out of the goodness of their heart, but they have no obligation to sustain and maintain someone else's child. God has no obligation, but because he's God, he does it. But he has no obligation to give to people who are not his own right but to those who are his children to those who are his disciples he gives everything that's why he was able to give just a little bit he'll give them a parable but he won't explain it leaving them a bit confused and then he will go back to his own and he will explain and bring clarity why are you always confused why don't you know what god is doing investigate your intimacy levels where are you with god are you a follower of Jesus Christ or are you a disciple? That's the chat. That's the question. I don't want to go any further than that. I just wanted to pose that question to you guys and, and, and just see if, are we in the right spot? That's always my thing. I always feel like my, my podcast episodes or my sessions and my sermons always come back to that is, are we in the right place? Are we in the right place? Are you in the right position to hear God? You're not hearing him. Investigate why. Chances are you're not positioned accurately to hear him. You think you are, but you are in the position of a follower, not the position of a, a disciple. I'm going to leave you with this quote. A disciple can be a follower, but not all followers are disciples. I'm going to leave you with that. What's the difference between the two? The level of devotion, the level of sacrifice, the level of being sold out to this Jesus. That's the difference. Okay? I hope you guys are edified. I hope you received a little something, something from that. And I pray that the Lord blesses you. I pray that he keeps you and that he makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abide podcast with the one and only Mrs. L. If you are on YouTube, make sure to smash that like button. And of course, hit the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. All right. If you are on the podcast places, please don't forget to also like or follow me depending if you're on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a comment, leave a review. Those things really help with the algorithm and it helps push up the podcast to be a bit more noticeable on the charts. And I mean, if you want other people to also hear what you're hearing, please do the right thing, you know, share the podcast. Do the right thing, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, it's time for me to say goodbye. Until next time, all my loves. Mwah. Bye.